Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hey listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Faux, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. Holding the fire, standing in the rain. Close to the flame Nothing can be done to change their mind Out in the dark, far beyond the light Hi friends, welcome to the Helping Friendly Podcast. This is episode number 30. It's pretty cool. We've done 30 of them now. Yeah. Uh, so because of the release of the summer tour dates this week, Arjun and I decided to um, go back to a summer tour show that we're really fond of. More nostalgic than anything, I guess. Um, it's from August 10th, 1997. Our first little mini run, I guess, of summer tour shows uh, that we attended. It's from Deer Creek, Indiana. 
we're really excited to play it. Yeah. The whole the whole release of the tour dates was really cool. I thought uh, just the the way that Fish presented it and the pretty weird and pretty typical. But it, of course, it got us like thinking back to our first little run. Yeah. Summer tour shows. Um, we went with our good friend who had the nice car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And we hadn't even. It's crazy. So we graduated from high school in June. And right. in August, so we hadn't even gone to Columbus for college yet. We were like right. two months before or a month before getting ready. And I remember this. So we left. Yeah, we went from Toledo to Tinley Park and then yeah. Alpine. Which was awful. The place was disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, it, was, um, um, it wasn't a highlight. But then we got to Alpine, which was like the Mecca, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I think what's interesting to me is that like this is really our first time ever seeing well, definitely our first time seeing fish outdoors, but really like going to a music scene in the summer, you know, it probably like influenced us beyond yeah. that, just in terms of how awesome it was to be a part of the scene, right? Yeah, right, right. The community and everything that was already established and we kind of got to experience for the first time in the summer. It's obviously a completely different uh, deal than the winter. This show that we picked is not the first one of the tour that we went on, but... um. It uh first one at Deer Creek of a little two show run. Uh you know, it's it's a good show and there's some highlights when I went back and listened, I think you agree, RJ. There's some highlights in this show. Um, but it's not I don't know. It's 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 not like a all timer or whatever. But yeah. it's it's really fun to go back and listen to. Totally. And there's like it's interesting in the, the fall ninety seven, obviously things they were really like turning right. on to this different style. I feel like this this these shows in August represented a another like kind of turning point or or a way station, you know. They were like just starting with the funk, but also there's just some really weird, dark, intense mm-hmm. shit, you know. And it's like it's fun to go back and listen to. No, I th- if you think about it, '95 was like a high water mark. I think everyone can agree on that, right? And then '96 kind of gets overlooked sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, people people like it, and there's obviously some really great stuff that came out of it. But it's never like one of those years that everyone talks about. Yep. When you first start talking about great years, and then '97, the first thing people talk about is fall '97. So you know, '90 '96 and through the summer of '97 were kind of these experimental like transitional trying to find their way uh years or year and a half or whatever months yeah yeah, definitely yeah and they had the europe in they had the europe run in spring 97 and then in summer early so this was having played so many shows outside of the u.s and then came back for this this summer run and the music was i mean i feel like the weirdness of the europe shows carried over because they just they're they're really experimenting and doing just a bunch of uh you know weird shit that translates um fine i think but not like it's not like the fall where you have those shows that were just you know transcendent like unbelievable shows it's just it's just sort of weird you know but it it makes it really fun to go back and like wow this is actually pretty pretty fun to listen to because it's so different so we we caught on at a good time and then we we both went on to see many many shows in the fall of 97 and i feel like I think this summer actually made me um, kind of solidified my opinion of indoor versus outdoor. And I think part (laughs) of it is just like it was that summer. I mean, as most summers in the Midwest, it was so hot. It was so humid. The the music was really intense. It was just it was very thick. You know, everything about it was like very thick. Um, So but I'm I'm glad we get to revisit it. Um, Should we talk a little bit about the venue? I mean, it's we'll always know it as Deer Creek, right? Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Deer Creek. I think a lot of people still refer to it yeah. as as Deer Creek. Um I think it's like the Clipsch what's it called? Yeah. 
Um, is that like the, a the, stereo system? Yeah, 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 some 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 stereo system. Um, it's like the Klipsch Music Center or something like that. It used to be the Verizon right music center, I think. Oh right, right, in between, yeah. In between Deer Creek and Klipsch, um, it's you know I I didn't know this before we went there in '97, but they're pretty staunch on their searches. Like meaning uh, they search everyone pretty thoroughly going through the gates. And mm-hmm. I, I just it's kind of a weird vibe. Do you remember that? I think it was, yeah, I do remember it. And I think it was like still, I guess, on the heels of whatever happened with the dead two years before, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole little town of Noblesville, I think, was probably pretty freaked out when the hippies came to town. Right, <laughs> right. And speak, Noblesville is like the northeast side of Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, and uh, the, the incident you're talking about with the dead was like 95. So that was our last summer tour mm-hmm. when the back end of the, the whole place got crashed. Um, by fans like the back fence or whatever and people just like took over the joint and um they were still pretty jumpy about that i guess yeah, <laughs> when yeah. we showed up in 97 yeah um but fish played there a bunch i mean fish has played there 25 times i think about right around there wow um yeah so it's it's a summer staple uh they've had a couple three show runs two show runs summer staple in the 90s and even in the, into the early 2000s so it's a good place and and one of the reasons i think that it's such a good summer venue is is the camping around it it's just kind of mm-hmm. you know indianapolis is flat and there's not a whole lot going on so <laughs> you can like you can find a place to pitch your tent and have fun and like relax or whatever but, yeah, and and we should say that our good friend brian um who we yeah. grew up with now lives in Indianapolis and I think still listens to this. Um, and he goes to all the Deer Creek shows now. And um, I wish he would come east to go to a summer fish show with us, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to meet us at Randall's Island. Well, Brian, if you're listening, we <laughs> love you and we are um, can't wait to hang out with you again. Speaking of Randall's Island, you know, uh, Deer Creek is like 24,000. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you told me that Randall's is probably the biggest place this summer they're playing. Yeah, that's what I've heard, yeah. So I wonder if it's close to that twenty four or thirty thousand or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's going to be so. wild. So I guess while we're on it, we should talk about how it's so awesome that we're going to see a bunch of shows together this year that we yep. we didn't see any shows together last year, but by Randall's Island and at Dicks, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I like that they've already released Dicks, and it's kind of um, leaves that certainty of all right, like plan the uh, Labor Day vacation. Yep. Right. Yep. Well, definitely. While you're at it, so we don't have to worry about any of the West Coast states that. Because you and I were talking about trying to hit up West Coast summer tours, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. we don't even have the choice. Don't, nope, don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah. um, really fun, man. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so we'll just get right into the music. First, we want to say, as usual, review us on iTunes. Um, if you can, it only takes a minute. It's helpful to us. Um, hit us up on Twitter at HFPod. We are always being hilarious and or stupid. You can email us at uh, helpingfriendlypodcast at gmail.com. It's pretty cool. We're officially partnering with cashortrade.org now. And if you go to cashortrade.org, you can see our um, they link to our site. And there's also like a banner ad for HFPod. And so that's pretty nice. cool. They're, they're awesome. And, um, you know, it's check getting them official. Out. Yeah. So check them out, you know, for summer tour tickets and any other tickets. Um, it's a great, great thing for for the for the music yeah and they've been official for a while right i mean yeah <laughs> yeah right no no when you said that you mean that we're getting official <laughs> right right yeah. <laughs> yeah they've been official for a while so yeah let's, so let's just jump into it and we'll uh, meet you all back here at set break and um enjoy the show and um i hope you guys don't get too spaced out by this first set no. <laughs> see here you back comes. here <laughs> enjoy the show Oh. 
pressure builds, you buy a gift, you're hoping that your dread will lift. It glitters on her like a glass. You shut her eyes, it comes to pass. Apologize eyes to loosen little. Converse with it, a drive with Jill. Your friends can find you in their worlds. One by one, a string of pearls. Commutes you say, this is in me. You hover in their unity. A change you slowly lose your grasp. Release the links, undo the glass. The skin that drips down off the tree, or peels back slowly. From your knee erupts into your young and heart You laugh and laugh and fall apart 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 Laugh and laugh and fall apart
my bed, trying to stop these demons that keep dancing in my head.
Johnson and life carry on. Run the white load to the left and watch the big cord crack and glow. In the evening, I am to my guts. Split open it now. Stomach with my face between my hands and crawl along the floor towards the doorway. Jump into my feet, I try to pull myself together, but I feel it in my knees, and the room begins to spin. And I slip and bump my hand and raise a welt, spit open and down.
cross it back and forth until it's erased by our footsteps. Too cold, it makes me ill. Get to the roots of the bouncer. 
Thank you, Mr. Hill.
All right, welcome back. That was set one of 81097 from Deer Creek. Uh, set open with bathtub gin into sparkle, into down with disease, into dirt. Um, cars, trucks, buses, Billy breathes, split open and melt, bye bye foot into Ginseng Sullivan, and then a Harry Hood set closer, which I think is an awesome first set Man, closer. It doesn't happen so enough, good. right? Right. Um, what do you think about that bathtub opener? You know I love bathtub mm-hmm. to start, but as an as an opener, it blew me away. We'd seen two shows before this on a little run. Obviously, no no bathtub during those first two shows, and then they just open this this show with it, and I, it was just a great group to start. I thought we had pretty good seats. We were in the down in the pavilion. Yeah, I think we were Mike's side. Yeah, we were kind of like Mike's side, um, up a little bit, maybe midway. And it was it was just a great group to start. And it was like you said, the you know during the summer the sun's still up, it's still humid, um, but it just kind of you know kind of let the steam out or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're just like, all right, this is gonna be good. So you know, one of the great things about gins to me is like the ending, uh, the peaks or the bliss or whatever, wherever they take it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this one just kind of I didn't think it was it was great. It just went kind of stopped. It went to sparkle. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, this whole that that whole like opening run of gin sparkle into into down with disease I thought was a little disjointed. I thought the gin had a, a great groove anyway to get to get everything rolling. Yeah, definitely, and it's sort of weird placement like not the gin, but then to have down with disease third, mm-hmm. um, and sort of you know it was fine, but nothing. It didn't really amount to anything. I don't know if they were searching for something or yeah, you know, just trying to get the feel for it. Um, and then that down well, disease goes into dirt, you know. Yeah, I think like sparkle is like can also be like where a, a mic song is, you know, like three or four or five songs into the first set. But they played it second, you know. It just—I don't know. A dirt, sparkle, same sort of thing, kind of mm-hmm. chilled it out. I, you know, car trucks, buses was still new then. Other than the bathtub gin, I thought the first first half of the first set wasn't wasn't incredible. Yeah, and then that um, the split open and melt. I think the two highlights for me were the split open and melt and the hood. But mm-hmm. um, the split open and melt was is pretty pretty insane, right? Well, first before that, the Billy Breeze I thought was just really nice. You know, you know, it was just like nice. It was beautiful. And I thought chilled out. You know, I, I don't know. I, just, I, I I enjoyed it. Um, maybe more of like a second set song, maybe, but you know, still really nice. Um, but then yeah, they went to split open and melt, and that that melt was just. I just felt it was proper. It's a proper melt. It's great, long, weird, kind of went into prog rock, right? Yeah. I, it was just it's just a crazy melt. Yeah, really weird. And it starts off as I think you noted in the notes like a different tone um and I think that's like a an envelope filter pedal that like right. it's mm-hmm. just I mean which totally changes the feel of the entire thing um and sets it off in just a weird direction. It's more of like a mic thing that Trey was doing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's the it's like the the full band was in the jam even though it was mm-hmm. going in this wacky direction, but yeah. I feel like there was just so much um like collective noise, you know, but they managed to like slow it down and then went back into kind of the 90 classic summer 97 sound mm-hmm. and then they get back into the melt theme toward the end and it's like yeah it's pretty intense and, and pretty fast um but yeah like i don't actually remember it that well being at the show but i'm sure it melted my brain because i'm like it's pretty wild <laughs> uh, uh obviously right pretty wild first set just a really really far out there melt and then the bye bye foot into ginseng i love ginseng you know that yeah, yeah. bye bye foot is like a, a fishman song with no vacuum they go into the ginseng and then the hairy hood i think is just just outstanding yeah i think it's a spectacular version um mm-hmm. i really do like i i listened to it several times um and you know, I mean, we talk about Harry Hood a lot, so it's definitely up there for me. Um, one of my favorites to hear, and I think this is right. the second one we saw live or I saw live. And um, 
I was I was listening to and I emailed Andy Greenberg about it because something during the jam sounded just like a little different. Like it almost sounded yep. like they were like they were adding a minor chord into it to make like an even more emotive sort of jam. Um, right. And I emailed Andy and he said that it sounds like Trey is playing more like by ear than by you know the song, which is why okay. it sounds a little different. Yeah. yeah and I yeah. also thought maybe Paige or Mike was throwing in a little bit of like minor chord into the major jam, which just gives it mm. a little bit more of like a full um kind of like more of like a ballad ballady right, sound right 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 but really awesome awesome hood that it, with a really nice peak you know those like peaks that we love from the from the 90s um yeah pretty cool set closer too it doesn't happen that often i don't think for set closer right no but i think it fits perfectly it's like a slave yeah. where they you know if you if you could put the hood where they put slave usually right um, yeah, for you exactly. at least. Yep. But so I also talk about the first set. They've got there was a gin, there was a down with disease, there was a melt, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a, a hood. I mean, geez, what a first set. Yeah. And what um, what's your memory of the just of the first set or of the scene or of our of our trip there for that? You know. Show? Yeah, I mean, I I um, I remember the venue. I remember the uh, the pavilion that we were in. Just kind of a crappy like you know, concrete place with seats, um, humid, hot, worrying about getting our stash in through the security. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> I, just, I remember that, you know, and I remember the cars, trucks, buses for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe we, I just heard it on the drive out. I think we just had some tapes with it on because it was a relatively new song at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool that we got to catch it. Um, but, you know, otherwise, I, I've seen a lot of ginsengs, I feel like, um, yeah, and 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 that um, that kind of stuck out too because I remember that. Nice, yeah, and we so we went with our friend Ed from Toledo, and he was right. a little bit older, but he's he's one of the main people who got me into fish. Um, mm-hmm. And he he just took us along, you know, for the ride basically. And like you said, he had a nice car, nicer than we yeah. had. His was the only car that probably would have made it in that like six state, yeah. you know, run. And he was a pretty um, he's a great great guy and a good fan and a pretty like intense fan, you know. He's he yeah. did. He did it right. I think he taught us well. You know, he had things we wouldn't have been as organized as we were without him. Right? Yeah. No. Definitely not. <laughs> he had things going, and I still don't remember like if we slept in the car, or, like if we camped or what. Especially after these Deer Creek shows, I just wasn't sure about the whole situation. But, yeah, I'm not sure either. Um, um, I think we camped at Alpine for sure. We might. We, have, did. we may have stayed in a hotel for Deer Creek, but um, I'm, I like can't. I'm not positive. Yeah. I mean, what? Seventeen. Seventeen years, dude. That's a long time. Right. I mean, right. but at the same time, maybe if we weren't so like underage drinking and doing whatever we were doing, that maybe we would have right. remembered more. Maybe Ed Barrow can come on the show. I hope he. I hope he does. Yeah. Um, and also, I got an email or we got a tweet today from Rob Mitchum, who was tweeted and said, "Are you doing eight ten ninety seven without me?" And I I forgot that when we started talking to him about that first show that he came on, this was one of the shows that he was gonna he wanted to do, and then we ended up right. going with the ninety four one instead. But. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to get him back on as, as soon as we can, but I thought that was, that was funny. Um, I totally forgot about our back and forth, but he remembered. Um, so Brad, should we get back into the music here? Yeah. So that, that's all the, the rambling we have for the first set. Um, (laughs) you know, the second set is, is out there Yeah. and it's only a couple songs long and I I I just think it's outstanding. So let's get right into it. Right. Do you hear on the back end of it? So enjoy the second set from eight, 10, 97. 
Mike! Tell me something I don't know, Ump. Well, unlike that nasty curveball, there aren't any surprises when you finance your next car with Carvana. You get real terms personalized for you right in your strike zone. Really? Stay right! Well, how am I supposed to focus when you're telling me about Carvana? Well, Slugger, you gotta keep your eye on the ball. Just like you can keep an eye on your customized down and monthly car payments. I can customize those? He's out and on his way to finance his next car with Carvana. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get pre-qualified today. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts.
ancient Memphis, home of Elvis and the ancient Greeks. Do I smell? I smell home cooking. It's only the river. It's only the river. I'm checking them out. I'm checking them out. I've got it figured out. There's some, some good points, some bad points, but it all works out. I'm just a little thing. Find your city, find yourself a city to live in.
that he was different from the moment he was born. A loner just like Malachi from Children of the Corn. He always wore a hat and he always wore it right. And as he grew, he became a creature of the night. Spent his nights alone in a cabin on a hill. Some folks don't believe it, but I know he's up there still. I heard he whipped a bear with a hammer on the nose, and you can hear them singing everywhere he goes. Shoes. 
drink Before you slip into the night You want something to drink Sleep away before the dawn And bring us back the news Trade primal soup Please wipe it from your shoe Portal pirate scores the evening with his cry. A sanctuary bugs the pride. A monkey of its style. A dust arose, a clog my nose before I could think twice. Despite the step that bubbled up, I gave some last advice. The flesh from Satan's dogs will make the room in some food. Got the carrots from your pain, you worthless money fool. Swimming in the fire, accepting me as cargo to demented me with fire. I drifted where the current shows and thrown upon my back. For chance of you slam by, I'd stuff it in my sack. Find a pinch of, I removed the force within. Susie then removed her mask and paused the mighty stir. Agamon responded, taking turns at grabbing her. The foggy cavern's musty grime appeared within my palm. I sat in his for all, with deadly icy calm. From where the slug has slid it in the back It's summing up the moral seeds A little bit obscure the director A serpent deflector A mud rat detector A ribbon reflector A cushion inventor A picture of nectar A viral dissector A hormone
So we're back. So that was set two from eight ten ninety seven, and uh, the set opened with cities and it went into good times, bad times, went into rotation jam, into rock William, and then it closed out uh, going into a David Bowie, and then you heard the encore, which was Cavern. RJ, I think this city's really that's the foundation. Yeah, yeah, really out there, man. Um, as I was saying earlier, like we and you know. It, mm-hmm. it was a hot, muggy August night, and like this, this, this cities was just so heavy and muggy and thick and yep. humid. You know, it, it, like yeah. I don't know. I feel like it was the perfect song for that feel, and it was it was crazy, man. That um, they they wasted no time like getting to it. You know. Yeah, yeah, and you mentioned it like Trey doesn't waste any time into the wah pedal either. Yeah, yeah, and it was like that funk, but it's not the it's not the late '97, early '98 funk that we're familiar with it's just it's just funky and weird you know what i mean yeah and um it it took the set into uh that weird direction that whatever you know they went i don't even know how to explain it really it was just really (laughs) fun yeah um and just out there and i just remember just kind of like confused uh spaced out you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like well this is this is crazy i think and a good yeah go ahead Okay. No, I was just gonna say I totally agree. I actually remember this set better than the last one, and I think right. I remember the being spaced out thing like way more. Um, and I feel like this was um, I feel like it was somewhat disconcerting to me because I was used to like we had we yeah. had already been collecting tapes, obviously, so we were used to like ninety four, ninety five, ninety six, yeah. like kind of just yeah. rocking with like good rock jams, um, some space once in a while. But this was just this was a cohesive new. set list. You yeah. Know what I mean? This was yeah. new, man, and then they go into these, you know, the rotation jam and the theremin, and there was so much shit going on. But the cities was, um, it's a definitely a notable version. Um, it was still hard to make sense of it. Again, I really liked it. You know what I mean? But there wasn't really any like it were just little sections that were really great. Mm-hmm. Well, basically every section I thought was really good, um, and it kind of takes you into that good times, bad times. The, the end of it, of the cities, even kind of there's like that ramble on experience, maybe you know. <laughs> before they go into good times bad times and to me good times bad times wasn't a second song of a second set you know because yeah what i knew of it was encore and that was encore, it yeah so yeah and the um the point you're talking about with that like ramble on theme it was um there's like a really peaceful kind of quiet and also yeah. um kind of you know bliss jam piece of cities before before coming back into the into the main you know groove and then going into good times bad times and that was a really fun part of it i think i remember that pretty well actually because i think yeah. that's where you start to feel like okay we're coming out of this like weirdness into this right. really nice beautiful piece and then there's just the really good groove before good times bad it's a really really good complex uh cities before they you know yeah take it complex into good times, is, bad times complex is probably better than disconcerting it was just like i think it was both for a yeah, while though you yeah, know yeah <laughs> yeah i agree and then especially when you're there and you're just like i'm I'm fully here, and I'm trying to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Um, and then they they do the like the rest of the sets just sort of weird. The rotation jam and the Rocka William, which was I think they started that in Europe that year, and it was just yeah, first time with, in the U.S. You know, yeah. Oh, was it? Yep. Nice. And they just they're like talk saying weird shit. Oh, and that was the last time they ever played it. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so we it got was. treated. It was weird. If that's what you say. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you um, can call it that. But it's so weird, dude. And then they go into that David Bowie, which I'm pretty sure is like seven minutes of yeah. 
shit before they go into Bowie, (laughs) you know? I mean, like, good shit, you know? But like, Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's like psychedelic. Yeah, it wasn't just hi-hat and Bowie. It was like they were taking us on a journey, and that was a really long Bowie as well. Well, let me say first, before the Rock and the Rotation Jam was just, there was, like, tension. There was tension in that rotation mm-hmm, jam mm-hmm. with Trey like hovering over Fish mm-hmm. on the drums. Like he was trying to get him off the drums, and then he like started to play the drums while standing up on oh, the same yeah. kit. Interesting. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now and that you like, say it, I do. I'm yeah. like, what is going on? Like this is really weird. And Fish was like, he was like standing his ground, mm-hmm, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, I already did bye bye foot. Like, you don't, <laughs> you know, I'm not getting back up there again. And Trey, of course. Um, I think his like will or whatever won, and um, he, uh, uh, Fish finally got up and like picked up Trey's guitar, and while Mike was on the keys, I think he was playing like that beautiful like little piano jam, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> while Fishman got up and picked up Trey's guitar and and Paige was on the bass. So that was it, that that to me was weird, and it's not. I think you got to be a fan, a Fish fan, yeah, to, yeah. to like the Rotation Jam, right? Yeah. Because listening back, it's still cool. It's really nice, but it's not. You know, you can't like turn it on to somebody you're trying to introduce fish to. No, no, yeah, that's it's interesting you say that. Now that you mentioned that, I actually do, it does ring a bell. Now that I was like looking at this and saying like, what is um, what the, like why is Trey like harassing everyone? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but really fun. And then that, as we said, that Bowie was just like a weird closer. I mean, I don't know, man. The the whole thing was just bizarre and dark and intense, and it was fun. Yeah. To, fun to revisit. And the Cavern Encore is just sort of like all right, pretty basic. But um, so, I like it. It was good, and I I always like seeing Cavern. Yeah, and so the second set. What was your sort of overall impression going back? Uh, well, I mean, there's only four. Well, I mean, if you count Rotation Jam, there's five songs in the yeah. second set. It was long. It was kind of spacey out there, and I I, I think it fit where we were. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I we just came from Alpine Valley, and Alpine Valley is the first time I'd ever been there. It was like it's kind of like there's like those rolling hills of like parking lot it's like rocks it's kind of like moonish to me you know what i mean and then you like go down into the theater of alpine valley and I, it, that to me was like it was like a spacey place to me really spacey place and then we drove down there to to noblesville and um it just kind of hitched on to the end of alpine valley for me nice that's awesome um yeah, I mean, what a great like show to revisit. Mostly because this, so this started our foray into seeing fish outdoors, which is pretty interesting. Right. But at the time in our life, I mean, we hadn't even. It's pretty bizarre to think back that we hadn't even like gone to college yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were like little kids. We didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> um, but obviously, we were um, we were in the right place and the right at the right time to have been able to like go to four shows and get organized enough to to actually make yeah. it happen. Yeah. I don't even yeah. know. I guess our parents were like cool with it, or we just didn't tell them, or. By then, they were like, they're going to college anyway. I don't really remember, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure we told them. Yeah, my dad was cool with it. He was? Uh, okay. He thought it was, he thought it was hilarious. He, he's like, oh, you got 20 bucks in your pocket? He's like, okay, have fun. Like, <laughs> good job. That's you know? awesome. Yeah. Uh, Bob's great. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So this was it, man. And then you go, we go to college, and then, like, what, two months after we start college, we go, and I, I went to, like, you know, seven shows or something. And yeah. The fall of 97, you went to a bunch. It was... Um, mm-hmm that got it started for us so this is really fun to go back i'm glad you uh glad we thought about it yeah and and um i don't mean to downplay the show but it's not you know like i said it's a little bit nostalgic for us right 
uh, it's a good show. It's yeah. really fun to re-listen on. I hope others enjoyed it as much as we did. But it's the thing about having thousands of shows to listen to. Um, hopefully, hopefully yeah. for someone this was this was this was the first time and they um, they liked it. So right off into the world of um, NCAA brackets. You excited Man. for that? Yeah, for sure. We're gonna awesome. we're gonna. Um, I actually just saw a link from someone about the fish twibe um, bracket challenge. Nice. And next week we'll be back with another guest. So, um, awesome. you know, thanks everyone for listening. And please um, check us out online, hfpod.blogspot.com. And we're on Twitter at hfpod. Send us emails and harass us at helpingfriendlypodcast at gmail.com. Um, I think those are all the, the, the venues you could reach us through. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks so much, you guys, for listening. RJ, take us out. All right, everyone. Keep on rocking. Standing in the rain Eyes of desire Close to the flame Nothing can be done To change their minds Out in the dark Far beyond the light Hey music fans! We wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com, for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talk to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like.